0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Multiverse Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Holtzoffel. With me as always is George Rogers. And here we are for part nine
1: of the 666 six, six Weeks of Horror, I believe. Nine. Only, only four more left.
0: Uh, yeah. And we got to get them all done this week. <laughs> because we're still an episode behind. But that's okay. You're off for 10 days. I'm sure we can absolutely squeeze. I'm, literally,
1: I, I, I'm literally off from work for the rest of the 666 six Weeks of Horror. Because I yeah. go back November 1st.
0: There we go. So yeah. we'll easily get these done. So, yeah. um, but and we gotta record Black Adam too. So, um, yeah. So. hey, uh, no, sp- we're plant time.
1: Speaking of Black Adam, hmm. 140 million worldwide this weekend.
0: Nice, not bad.
1: Nah, dead brand.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, we're here to do um, Pet Sematary, which was um, a movie George wanted to do. And um, it had been years since I watched it, and it'll be years before I watch it again because I don't think it's like a good movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
0: but um, it's 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 kind of crazy to think that the the six 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 weeks are just kind of blown by though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's kind of wild. So, but hey, uh, let's um, let's get into it because I'm exhausted because I was at the NLCS game four last night and I'm very, very tired. Um, so pull up here. all right, Pet Cemetery. George, I know you didn't see this in theaters.
1: Nope. For all the obvious reasons. <clears throat> Although I can't even use that as an excuse because I saw Nightmare on Home Street five in theaters and they came out the exact same year. So, mm-hmm. um, but no, I didn't see this in tears. I actually didn't see this until later on. I actually saw Pet Cemetery mm. 2 first. I think
0: I did too, honestly. I, I really do.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I saw this one probably, that was probably around 10 or 11 or so. But it, 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 here's the thing. It's a movie I've always enjoyed up until when we watched it a couple days ago, and then I started, and then I started noticing all the things in the movie that kind of don't make sense. I'm like, wait a minute, what?
0: Uh, yeah, like I I did not enjoy this movie at all. I was like, wow. Like I re- I said to myself when we were watching it, and I might say it to you too. And I was like, I remember this being a lot better. Yeah, than it's- it actually is like
1: this movie is not good. Is it, it it is it is it because we're watching it with like a critical eye now because we have to you know because we have to review it, or is it just
0: has it always
1: been bad this whole time and we we're blinded by the cocaine that is Stephen King?
0: I think it's the cocaine.
1: I mean it was just it was everywhere. Dude, this is a year after maximum overdrive, so it's not like he kicked it and he's like, Oh, I'm clean. It's like no, you're not.
0: Yeah, ser- ser- seriously, seriously. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I I definitely
1: saw Pet Cemetery
0: Two as well first because I always remember the ending scene. I remember talking about it, but um, I remember that
1: being not good either. <laughs> oh no! It's apparently pet, apparently Pet Cemetery Pet Cemetery Two is so bad that Stephen King didn't want his name anywhere near it. It's like no, don't even say like inspired by the story. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should. Uh, and, and of course. I have not seen
0: the remake you have and you said it was terrible
1: i saw the i I saw like the last half hour of the remake
0: well i didn't the last half hour
1: if the last half hour is any indication of the first like hour of that movie uh then i didn't miss anything
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh well i haven't seen any of it and that's good enough for me so um but uh, let's, let's, let's get into this and then we'll, we'll, we'll tear this apart. So, um, again, to the nitty gritty of things. Um, all right, released April 21st, 1989, uh, on a budget of $11.5 million. The uh, box office, draw of $89.5 million. Directed by Mary Lambert, who I'm pretty sure has done nothing since.
1: She did Pet Cemetery, too. Well, that's not saying much. Well, I mean, it's not nothing. It might as well be, but
0: <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. like not a goddamn thing.
1: <laughs> she, did, she did direct did uh, direct. ton of music videos.
0: Yeah, she's apparently also uh, has directed a lot of TV as well, so um, okay, well, good for her. Whatever. Uh, screen paid by Stephen King. Based on Pet Cemetery by Stephen King Produced by Richard R Richard P. Ruben, Rubenstein uh, Music by Elliot Goldenthal Um Starring Fred Gwynn
1: <laughs> Sorry, just, Starring just Fred Gwynn and Miko Hughes <clears throat> uh, t- Dale
0: Midkiff Denise Crosby uh, Miko Hughes as you said Um uh, I mean, honestly, you know what? Everybody else is a nobody in this, so I'm not even gonna bother continuing. So, uh, let's just get into it. Let's just get into it. Yeah,
1: so, so just like any, um, any Stephen King movie, it's of course adapted from uh, another story which he wrote back in 1983, and apparently, this was also the only story that actually ever scared stephen king Mm -hmm. which i I don't know if that's the cocaine but i mean there's some other things i've seen which are pretty frightening i mean misery is more frightening to me than this because like that's not a possession that's just somebody gone mad um excuse me the initial plan for this movie was it was going to be directed by George Romero because he bought the mm. rights back in 1984. Mm. And I guess he was busy doing God knows what. And the rights, uh, the, the firm rights, I think went back to Stephen King and then he just starts, searched out directors and he came across Mary Lambert. And apparently that was the first person that he asked. He probably should have tried some others, but that's fine. It's not a bad it's not a bad directed movie. The problem with this movie is is the story. Yes. Not the story itself, because the book is very good from what I've from what I've heard. Mm -hmm. The problem is that Mm -hmm. a lot of the movie, which which also from the book, leaves a lot of shit out that they mention in the books, which is interesting because the screenplay was written by Stephen King. It's like you wrote the book and the screenplay. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean proof that the cocaine was still there because <laughs> it's there's a lot to be desired. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to quickly kind of roll through like the, the general plot of the movie is the um, the Creed family, Lewis, Rachel uh, and their two kids, Ellen and Gage move into this house because uh, because Lewis Creed is now the doctor at the University of Maine, which Ooh. I thought was made up, but it's a real place. Okay, All right.
0: Why would you think a state university is made up? Uh, cocaine? Reasons. I got my some cocaine in my
1: coffee.
0: Some of that Stephen King cocaine? Yeah, it's good stuff.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. And now, they live across the street from uh, old man Judd Crandall, which is Fred Gwynn doing uh, who actually showed up to work this day, mm-hmm. I suppose everyone else who is just sleeping through the fucking movie. And I didn't even notice this, but like Fred <laughs> <Yeah. and, laughs> the rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's funny because I, I didn't even realize it. I just assumed like that like that was just how Fred Gwynn talked. Mm-hmm. But no, he was doing an actual main accent. Because Clancy Brown does the same accent in Pet Sematary, too. Because mm-hmm. in that movie, he was the only person who showed up to work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're like, hey, we got Anthony Edwards. And they're like, you mean the guy who died in Top Gun? <laughs> uh, thanks. That's who you got? <laughs> you got the guy from Nerds who didn't want to show up in the sequels? Uh, anyway, that's a, that's a story for a time that's never going to happen. Yeah, thanks for asking about it. But they they, they they see this trail and they're like, oh, I led to the uh, pet cemetery. That's the, the 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 worst Frank Win impression. I'm also just doing Barry Boswick doing uh John F. Kennedy. God, good God. Go <laughs> go yeah. Oh, my. But, like, <laughs> there's a spin city. <laughs> I love spin city. I might I might watch them today. Um, sure. you know. Then they the the pet, the pet cemetery, the story basically just you know because it's that damn road. Which mm-hmm. eats up a couple of animals because there's these Orinco trucks, which is I'm assuming just a local, um, uh, like gas company, mm-hmm. or, or 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 like a local petroleum company, which you know they use that main road and they and, and they fly down it because it's a country road. You've driven cars, I've driven cars. You mm-hmm. know who my girlfriend is we don't uh, mm-hmm. exactly take our foot off the off the gas pedal on these no no, no 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 Anyone anyone who's been in a car with Amy knows that that foot does not come off the gas pedal. they uh-uh. like, oh, We got to be there in 20 minutes, we'll be there in 5. See you. Um but, but these trucks they just fly down the road and they eat and they and I will say they they eat up a lot of animals, but a lot of animals die because you know, living in a small town as you mm-hmm. do. You know, animals they they're they're not going to look both ways. They don't they, they don't want to stop looking listen. They'll just walk in the street and you know they get hit as such. Mm-hmm. So that's why the pet cemetery was created. But it's not just for animals who were hit by the who are who were hit by the cars on the road. And, you know, just like there's, there's like goldfishes and birds and all different types of all different types of animals. But the main story isn't just the pet cemetery itself, which is weird that's even called pet cemetery because it, it literally has no Barons on this entire movie. Yeah, it's the area beyond the pet cemetery, mm-hmm. which is the the Micmac burial ground, which the that old fashioned trope of the ancient Indian burial ground, or the mm-hmm. the movie says <coughs> that the soil has gone sour. So whatever <coughs> you put in the ground comes back to you, but it's different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mainly, whatever you put in the ground is evil, or, yeah. or whatever you put in the ground comes back evil, possibly cannibalistic and. Mm-hmm. uh Drops apparently a, in the bathtub when you're
0: a, a, bed. apparently apparently a fucking murderer too because a kid came back to life and was like I'm just gonna start killing people.
1: He's like, all right, well, this is something we're gonna do now. Let me mm-hmm. grab this fancy scalpel and just go to town. Now, the mo- the book, goes in a little more detail about the barrel ground. It's not so much that the ground has gone sour; it's that the is that the land is cursed by the Wendigo, which mm-hmm. is. Uh, so an ancient Native. Um, what's that?
0: The mutant uh, from X Men.
1: Yes, but not. I but think Wendigo, it, Wendigo. was a mutant, wasn't he? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. You know how expansive the X Men are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm sure there's something, but the Wendigo is a Native American spirit, malevolent spirit, which is like a necromancer. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's you know cannibalistic, black magic, all that good stuff. Yeah, and that's what cursed the ground in the book. In fact, the Wendigo actually shows up several points in the book, but the movie decided, "Nah, we're not even going to bother with that." <laughs> even though even though it's made reference to a couple different times, because mm-hmm. like when Lewis and Judd are walking through the woods the first time and you hear like that roar, mm-hmm. sort of, and then so then Judge is like, oh, j- "Just a loon," It's like, "Yeah, no loon sound like that." That was apparently supposed to be the Wendigo, and they just. Yeah, no, we're good. We're we're perfectly fine here.
0: Yeah, I'm glad glad to see that they cut budgets where they shouldn't have.
1: Yeah, once again, the screenplay was written by the guy who wrote the book. So, cocaine. Mm -hmm. No, I'm offering. you. Do you want some cocaine?
0: Uh, No, I'm fine. I've I've had my morning morning bump already.
1: Oh yeah, you must have had that. uh, That that you had that Delanco cocaine, which is called Boost. Yes. Yeah. So,
0: correct,
1: correct. Him. The um, so Church ends up getting hit by one of those Renko trucks. Now he and they bury him not in the pet cemetery, but in the area beyond the pet cemetery in the Micmac burial ground. And <laughs> Church cat comes paddywhack? back, and he's obviously yeah, Micmac, Micmac paddywhack. Give a dog a bone. <laughs> this dead cat came walking home. You're welcome. Feel free to use that, everybody. No one's going to use it. Not a, not, a single person can use it. Oh, excuse me. Morning coffee kind of came like up there.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think I might have some tea anyway, it, actually. Uh, I want to yeah. crack open my my, my, my cylinder from uh, Brutalities. Hmm.
1: Uh, I just finished off one of my bags of the Deadly Grails. So I think I'm going to order a couple more, or I might go from that other place I saw an ad for, and I can't remember mm. the name. Bones, mm-hmm. Dead Bones Coffee.
0: Mm. Uh, yeah, I think, I think that's what it was.
1: That one where like we watched the ad the one day, yeah. and then Leanne's like, ah, nice ad. Yeah. But, yeah, but
0: we were invested in it.
1: Yeah, it's like, well, you're talking, <laughs> about, you're talking about coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm, i I'm, I'm
0: invested. Not even that. You're talking about horror-themed coffee. So you got, you're. I'm, I'm completely invested now. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So, also throughout all this is there's this ghost uh, of, of Victor Pascal, which was a. Man who was killed and you no, know, he was hit by a fucking truck. <laughs> uh-huh. Everyone is getting hit by trucks in this fucking movie. Not a single person is escaping a truck. The modules no. called just called this movie the road. Um <clears throat> sorry, and then he basically he he tells Lewis, you know, hey don't go beyond the barrier, don't go beyond the deadfall, that's where, you know, this is where the dead speak, but don't go where the dead walk, and hey, this is just a fucking dream, let's go beyond where the dead walk, because Herman Munster across the street told me uh, I, uh, I should not ride or lose our cat. Um, also, I, I just remembered, if anyone's been following us up on the, on Instagram, the vague hint that I put up was just a picture of a road, there you go. It seemed it seemed simple enough. Mm-hmm. So the cat comes back. So so the cat comes back to life, and Ellie's like, "Oh yeah, the cat's you know uh, obviously the cat's still alive to her, but stinks of the ground it was buried in because Judd was Jub was told that same story about the burial ground by a, a has he called him a rag man, but I'm pretty sure that's an offensive term." I don't, yeah, I, I actually heard, didn't. I don't actually know he that. He says though. like a he says like a ragman who was um, half Micmac himself. Mm. So it was. So he was basically talking. You know, it's you know, you're not ready to lose your animal. So let me let me assist you here with this, and we'll you know you your the cat will come back to life. If your daughter will be none the wiser. But in doing that, he feels he's released the evil within the, the barrel ground, which once again just mm-hmm. doesn't really make sense unless you mention the Wendigo. Mm-hmm. So now, like, and then just this is kind of where the movie just really drops off. Mm hmm. And I'm not trying to be mean because I do enjoy, I still do enjoy this movie. It's just watching it under like a fine eye or under like a watchful eye. I'm like, this is just kind of pointless. Because there's a character, Missy Dandridge, who I'm assuming is like a housekeeper for the Creeds, which I don't know why they need a housekeeper. I'm pretty sure mm. the mother just stays home all day.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought too. But
1: she's, you know, but, but she's got stomach pain. And the doc is like, hey, I can. Look at that. He's like, oh, no, it comes and goes. But then tells Rachel, oh, you're so lucky you married a doctor. I wish I married a doctor. So you look at these stomach pains. It's like he just fucking told you he'd look at them. <laughs> now you're just now you're just being annoying. Mm-hmm. And. She ends up kind of killing herself from the pain, which the entire scene could have just been cut out of the movie. Because it didn't make sense. Yeah, but they show but right after she does it they show the burial ground like like that quick shot of the burial ground which I pointed out to you I was like wait a minute is that just a scene from earlier in the movie and I went back and paused it and you can see <laughs> Judd and Lewis in the top corner so yeah. it's like they just used this old scene they could have just got another establishing shot that didn't have them in it, yeah, so, I I guess guess we're it. Meant, so I guess we're meant to believe that the spirits from the burial ground made Missy want to kill herself i i I, I, I guess that's all they had though
0: they had uh they just had that one scene and the budget didn't allow for them to take a separate scene without them in the picture no not or use a little
1: bit of or use a little bit of special effects just kind of wipe them out of it you maybe stick a tree maybe stick a tree there or another rock (laughs) something that's not dale midkiff's bright red hat that just stands out on the screen (laughs) And then we get the funeral, like we get Missy's funeral, which really doesn't make sense. Cause I don't know why Lewis and Ellie went because it's like, why did you bring your daughter to the fucking funeral? But like, what, whatever. And then we get this really weird exchange between Lewis and Judd. Cause Judd's like, I don't know why God would take Missy, you know, you know nice young girl, but keep like an old man, like me walking around. Mm-hmm. And then Lewis, I guess the like this passive aggressive, way for no reason at all it's like, oh, well my old man had a saying god knows the truth and he waits it's like mm-hmm. were you just taking a shot at him for literally no reason like nothing i, in the, I guess i guess so like nothing in the <clears> movie <throat> was built up to show any sort of animosity between judd and lewis mm-hmm. so it's like it was there and stephen king's just like hey i just did a bump so this works which the, he was the in that biggest because, yeah he
0: was D- doing yeah, a bump out of that,
1: doing a bump out of that bible he was do, he was doing a few <laughs> lines from the he, he was doing a few lines from the bible and reading a couple of passages <laughs> so oh, yeah but then we get this whole thing about rachel has this fear of death because she watched her sister die from which i actually thought was spina bifida and could, apparently i was the one who wasn't paying attention because it was spina meningitis and they just I guess her teenage daughter, they just twisted to make look... I mean, it was just a man in a wig and makeup. Mm-hmm. Uh, great, really great effects, by the way, on that, because it's... I think the effects are probably the best part of this movie, to be honest with you. Well, mm-hmm. the makeup effects. Not, like, where Gage is clearly a doll. <laughs> 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 yeah. I was thinking that we were watching, too. I was like, yeah. that's clearly like a...
0: Like a
1: uh, that's like a oh, cabbage patch doll.
0: <laughs> what were those? What were those? Uh, those dolls? They were. They were like American. The, the American girl dolls. Yeah, it was
1: like that. <laughs> it seems like fighting one of those. I was like, okay. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it was a My Buddy doll with with blonde hair. I, yeah, I guess so. Took a page out of the Chucky handbook. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and you know she's got this whole fear of death because she watched her sister die, and. It, was a whole fucking unnecessary backstory for her. I mean, as he's, he's like, oh, if I need another reason to hate your parents, there it is. There is no reason for us that to, 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 there's no backstory of why the parents hate him.
0: No, not a single backstory.
1: Like he's a and, he's, he's a successful doctor, so I don't know what's to hate. <laughs> so so like here here's
0: my thing, right? It's like Give me your okay. It's okay if that's in the movie. But if you're not going to explain it then don't have it in the movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that's how I feel about it. Like if you're not going to not going to say, Whoa, well, well, why does he why does he hit him? Did he I don't know. Uh, misdiagnose the sister? And that's why they hate him?" It's just it's just there. It's just like, "Oh, I hate this guy." Well, okay, why? And again, in a horror movie, I don't really need all that stuff, but if you're going to have it in the movie, I would like to know fucking why.
1: And it just kind of continues on like oh. Like a little later with it. it's like what was the reasoning Apparently in the book
0: mm-hmm.
1: Once again Rachel's family doesn't like Lewis because he's not Jewish Okay. And he was apparently Offered uh, Ra- Rachel's parents apparently offered to pay His way through medical school if he Stays away from Rachel Which he clearly didn't mm-hmm. But I guess they still paid his way through medical school hmm. And she doesn't know Any of this but I, it, once again, like little details from the book. But it's like, oh, well, I knew he was a bum when I had to pay his way through medical school and never paid me back. It you know, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I have
0: noticed a running trend with a lot of the Stephen King movies. Mm-hmm. Um, they omit a lot of the books. <laughs> like, I mean, granted, I like a lot of the Stephen King movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Love the Shining, um, Storm of the Century, even though know, that was made for TV, you know, Rose Red uh this you know stuff like that it's like um but i feel like they just like they take the bare bones from the book. so like all right let's make pet cemetery and let's leave everything out except for the fact that his kid comes back to life and kills everybody yeah and then he makes the same fucking mistake with his wife
1: and she kills him yeah well, well once again Stephen King wrote the screenplay so it's like that's like, even worse like that's what makes it even worse is the fact that it was written by him. But dude, this was you and you just elected to, to just not even bother. But some time, some time has passed and the creeds and Judd are having a nice little picnic out in the, out in the field, flying kites. Mm -hmm. Well, not so much because as and I'm gonna throw this out here. Uh, I'm gonna nominate Rachel and Lewis Creed for worst movie parents of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm, to, I'm going to I'm gonna double that nomination. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like Joe Jackson looks at Lewis Creed and he's like, you know what? <laughs> this guy's on the ball. <laughs> yeah, like, he he's like, you know what? I I see I I uh I succeed. Uh, yeah. My my yeah. worst parent of all time, <laughs> Lewis cree went to the Joe Jackson School of Parenting. Apparently, yeah. And um, so they hand uh, a kite to their toddler, and they're like, "Oh, it's your turn to fly." And the you know the the kite falls out of his hands, and, and they, he's chasing. And then they
0: him. turn their backs to him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they're like, "Oh, he's <laughs> fine." My <laughs> other daughters <laughs> are yeah. <too. laughs> Go ahead, give me two hands. Get out of here. <laughs> and, like, Ellie's just, like, to angry. And then, like, Ellie's angry because she's like, I want to turn they're Like, it's Just turn. And it falls out of his hands. like, oh, he dropped it, that numb shit. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, 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 Ellie. And then they go back and they're, like, paying attention to her for some reason. And then, uh, and, and Jug Crandall, who's apparently the best parent in this movie,
0: Oh, yeah, he's the only the, parent in this movie.
1: He's like, oh, don't, don't let him go in the road, Lewis. And Lewis chases after him and then trips because he's got two fucking right feet and doesn't know how to run, along with not knowing how to act or talk or act like a human being throughout this entire movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, well, a kid becomes part of the road.
0: Uh, yeah. He becomes part of something, all right?
1: Oh, yeah. And although I will say Dale Midkiff screaming no after Gage gets hit by the car is the only amount of acting this guy's done in the entire movie.
0: Uh, if you yeah. want to call that acting, I, I'm not going to argue with you. But I
1: they should have said James Earl Jones yell no from uh, from from Revenge of the Sith. Granted, that came out 14 years after this. But no, they should they
0: should have just clipped uh, Andy Garcia from The Godfather Three. No.
1: Fantastic! <laughs> that's it. That's the that's the whole movie.
0: Yeah, print it. So,
1: uh, apparently, also b- b- before they went with this uh, the, this master of the dramatic arts, Dale Midkiff, for this role, <laughs> on the <laughs> short list was apparently also Bruce Campbell. So would be, I would I have accepted that. So think about that. You you told you looked at Bruce Campbell. You're like, nah, we're gonna go for this guy here with the dead eyes and the uh, <laughs> and the monotone voice.
0: <laughs> The dead, the dead eyes, the dead acting, the dead personality.
1: <laughs> I think he was buried in the pet cemetery before the fucking movie even started. Uh, yeah, I'd buy I like, that. Hey, can you can you just bury me in the Micmac ground? And then that's when Judd kind of comes out, and he's like, and he's telling lewis so you know you know i'm the one you know i'm i'm afraid that i'm the one responsible for your death because i introduced you to the power which is a dumbass line i'm not even gonna i'm not even, i'm not gonna mince words on the on the lines but it's the delivery by fred mm-hmm. win yeah. because he is the best part of this entire movie 100 100 because he's the only guy once again he's the only guy that showed up for work and when mm-hmm. you look at the scenes between him and dale midkiff you're just like Dude, did you literally learn nothing from the guy you're on screen with? Like literally nothing. Just nothing. Like even when they go and they see the cat and then and then like and uh uh Lewis looks now at the cat and looks up at uh looks up at Judd and goes, Yeah, that's church all right. <laughs> I'm not even changing my voice. That's how he says it. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's church all right. Um Gage comes back to life kills judd kills rachel when she comes back uh it's you've seen the movie you know how it goes dean i know you're a fan of little connections here or there you know you you enjoy your connections when it comes to movies you like little easter eggs little tidbits Mm -hmm. i got one for you what you
0: got all right
1: so the is it oh my god mike evans it's
0: not Mike Evans. Yeah, it's definitely not that connection, because he just missed a wide-open touchdown.
1: And I'm glad I put Tom Brady on the bench. Well, oh, Dak Prescott just got sacked on
0: fourth down. So
1: Yeah, well, at least he didn't throw a pick. Although, I'm sure it'll happen. Um, so, the, the effects for this movie were done by the father-son duo of Lance mm-hmm. Anderson and David Anderson. Okay. David Anderson would go on to win uh, Academy of, he he won two Academy awards for best makeup one for night one for night professor and one for men in black. Nice. So now David Anderson is married to Heather Langenkamp. Okay. Who is Nancy in Nightmare on Elm Street movies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's a little funny that David Anderson worked on this movie. Where the child actor was Miko Hughes, who would then go on to play Heather Langenkamp's son in West Craven's New Nightmare. That's where I know him from. Yeah, so okay. that's a nice yeah. little six degrees. Yeah, nice little nice little six degrees of Kevin Bacon there. Ooh. And the funny thing is, they were married in eighty-nine. So they were married when this movie came out. So they're nice. so maybe yeah. there was the maybe he was like,
0: Oh, I know I know this kid that we can uh, that that we can use uh, <laughs> uh Turn him into a doll for fight scenes. Jesus,
1: yeah. Um, and they've actually gone on like they had Landcap and him run this, this this visual effects studio, this this AFX studio. Okay. So like it's a it's a pretty big, pretty big effects um, company that's out yeah. there right
0: now. So cool. and I
1: think they were even nominated for Oscars for that too. So
0: for that.
1: you'll love to see. It. Love to mm-hmm. see it. So
0: all right. Okay. Let's get to
1: the end of this shit. Okay. Because, like, there's like the whole middle section of the movie, which is just kind of dumb. And then just as the movie goes, and then as the movie goes on, like shit just doesn't start paying attention. Like, like shit doesn't show up at all. Mm-hmm. Now, in the in the book, the whole reason why Judd takes Lewis to the Micmac background with Church is because in the in the book, Judd is married, has a wife, and she has mm-hmm. a heart attack on Halloween, and Lewis saves her. Mm-hmm. So he wants to do, so that's why he takes him up the background for the cat. It's like, you saved something for me, now let me help, you know, you help me, now let me help you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a reason behind it, as opposed to the zero reason that he gives for doing it this time around. Reasons?
0: That, that's, yeah. that's the reason.
1: Based yeah, I mean, like, we say reasons all the time. We don't have an actual one, but there was just literally no reason.
0: This whole movie is just
1: reasons. Yeah. yeah. Um, give me out of ten. Where are you at ten on this? Um,
0: This is going to sound harsh. I'm going to give it a one. Really? A one? Yeah, I didn't... In- Anything that didn't involve Fred Gwynn, I did not enjoy at all about this movie. Like it gets a one because I liked Fred Gwynn and everything else, it did nothing for me. I, I think the I've always thought the plot was kind of dumb, you know, and then watching it the other day, I was just like, this is just, this is just, this movie is just not good. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to be harsh. I know it's a classic; a lot of people love this movie, but oh, like, man. it does nothing for me at all.
1: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go four and a half. Okay. Mainly because the, mainly because the the plot is so disjointed, and every actor not named Fred Gwynn or Miko Hughes or Blaze Bardal, I basically essentially mean the two fucking adults in the movie, the two parents,
0: mm.
1: like. They they, they sleepwalk throughout the entire movie. Yeah, and there's like, a, and there's a saying, like like the and, acting is horrible. And there's a part the where is a mess. And there's a part where like she's where like Rachel's freaking out. And he's like, oh, I'll get you a valium. It's like, oh, did you give her the valium before the fucking director said uh, action? <laughs> because that's what I'm feeling. That's what I'm feeling like. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's how I feel too. Do you have a <laughs> do, you, do you do you have a favorite part?
0: Oh man, um, you know, I I had one when we were watching. It. I was like, okay, I actually, I enjoyed that bit, but man, I can't remember what it was. I mean, it was definitely had something to do, with you know, involved Fred Gwynn, of course. Was it Fred
1: Gwynn telling the story about Timmy Baderman when they put him in the it, ground and he came back?
0: It probably was that, yeah, because I remember we were watching the movie and I was like, okay, that wasn't too bad, like you know.
1: Uh, my favorite scene is when Victor Pascal takes a Lewis to the cemetery and tell, you know basically tells him, you know, don't mm-hmm. go beyond like like don't go where the dead walk.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I like that. And honorable mention goes to when Judd takes them to the pet cemetery and he tells a story, and Rachel just like gets real fucking indignant with him. And she's like, No, it's like, oh well, they gotta learn about death somehow. And she's like, Why? Why like this? And then mm-hmm. she's like, Let me see the baby. And then Judd kind of looks at uh Looks at Lewis like this, bitch. And then he kind of looks back and then he look, looks, basically looks back at me. He's like, Yeah, this is my life. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will preface I don't, I don't, I don't think
0: there is in anything inherently like, man, I fucking hate this movie. It just does nothing for me in terms of a horror film. And like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, like when we were talking about Halloween ends, and I was like, this pissed me off, and this, that, and the other. I just was bored while watching this movie. So that's why I just, like, I can't just give it a favorite route because I thought it was a really boring, not well-acted movie. Like, I don't have a least favorite scene. I can't, pin- I guess, I guess it's probably fucking old uh, uh, um, p- p- Dr. Dad over there who's fucking crying over his son after he got here, and he was just like, oh, no. And, like, the, that's the worst acting of all time. So I, I guess that would probably be my least favorite, scene. Oh, no, my favorite scene is when he got hit by the truck. <laughs> that's right. I mean, was, yeah, the, I don't that think was that It was the only scene in the movie that had a bit of weight to it. And by I weight, I mean the yeah. truck on top of the kid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a least favorite scene, but I, there are scenes that don't make sense to me and just feel like they were mm-hmm. shoehorned in. Like yeah. Missy I'm sure a dire- I
0: wonder if there's a director's cut out there.
1: This is the director's cut. <laughs> no,
0: but I'm not. I'm not saying that. Like, I, like, you know, how there's a lot of movies out there that they're they're probably like, oh, we'll just cut this. I, like, I wonder if there's actually like deleted scenes somewhere that actually like fill in a lot of this. Like, just
1: St- Stephen King specifically picked Mary Lambert because Mary Lambert like agreed with his vision. So I don't think there's any cuts. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? I, I guess you're right. Yeah. Um, I don't have a least favorite scene, but it's just Dale Midkiff's acting is so bad it really yeah. just kind of pulls me out. Also, okay. the unnecessary scenes of Missy hanging herself and Gage's funeral for no reason except oh, yeah. other than having her, other terrible. than having Rachel's dad punch him in the face. Yeah.
0: So, um, so we got about a minute and forty seconds left. Let's, uh, because we're basically just gonna give her our ratings. So let's give our ratings and then we'll wrap it down. There's no reason we already that did. Ha- ha- oh yeah, we did. We already did that. We did. Yeah. Like, yeah. So um there's no reason to i'm not trying to rush i'm just saying like we don't need to bring in another section you know know, restart and stuff like that so um yeah I, i mean we're two different uh two different thing ideologies kind of on the movie but um but with that being said everybody you know um next week we have a busy week next week i'm not gonna tell you anything I'm just gonna, all i'm gonna tell you is our our our, our yearly halloween movie is not going to come out on halloween so uh we've we've made a little alteration but you will see so uh but um hey i'm dean holtz
1: i'm still george rogers and we'll see you in the horrorverse